Chapter 5 Real Good Man The buttery light of a warm summer morning shone through the slit in the curtains, acting as a razor-sharp, barbed beacon of agony to poor, unsuspecting, innocent Sirius. He woke up with a swear and stuffed his head under his pillow to hide from the offensive thing and tried to go back to sleep, but it was too late. His body acknowledged it was time to wake up, and with that acknowledgement came extreme and, in his unbiased opinion, homophobic discomfort. His head hurt. How many drinks did he have? His chest hurt. How much did he smoke last night? His arse hurt. That he remembered very well. Remus was asleep next to him, laying on his stomach with his arm draped across Sirius's waist. It felt possessive without being toxic, and Sirius grinned into his pillow. He took the opportunity to gorge himself on the strong lines of Remus's back, looking at his tattoos unabashed. He could lay there for hours, delightfully caged in as he was, and just look at Remus, but the realities of drinking heavily in his mid, late, twenties were soon upon him. His bladder was full, his mouth tasted foul, and his stomach threatened an imminent riot. Carefully and regretfully extracting himself from Remus, Sirius stumbled out of bed, his sweet, sweet hotel bed, and into the bathroom to sort out two of the three problems. Sirius resolutely did not look at his reflection in the mirror until after he'd taken a slash, washed his hands, and splashed water on his face, not that prolonging it improved anything. He looked like complete shit, extra pale and in dire need of a shower and a good shampooing. Lurid hickeys dotted his neck and upper chest, and Sirius noticed a set of handprint smudges on the mirror that looked suspiciously like his own. Morning, gorgeous. Warm, strong arms wrapped around his waist from behind, and Sirius instinctively leaned back against the firm chest at his back. Don't know about you, but I think I'm getting a little old for that much drinking. Remus's voice was rough and slumbered deep, and it tickled the back of Sirius's neck where Remus nuzzled into him. Speak for yourself. Sirius absolutely felt the same way, beaten and hurting as he was, but he wasn't about to let Remus know that. I feel perfectly fine. His face took on a greenish tinge as a wave of nausea crashed over him. One of Remus's arms held him steady while his other hand wet a hand cloth and pressed it to Sirius's neck where his lips had been moments before. The nausea ebbed and Sirius sheepishly met Remus's eyes in the mirror. All right, fine. I feel like shit. Remus laughed, not unkindly, and kissed the back of his head before finally pulling away. Sirius grieved the loss of his warmth, suddenly very cold just standing about in, well, nothing at all, actually. Fun, though. Flashes of the night came back to him, and with it, his blood rushed south and slowly started to fill his already half-hard cock. Whose handprints are those? Sirius asked casually knowing very well whose they were. Remus's hands were much bigger, and they'd be higher up. Remus gently pushed Sirius against the sink. A mystery. Why don't we try to figure it out? One very quick but no less satisfying shag later, Sirius's headache was abating and his superior breeding meant his nausea was fading, too. Truly, they were born to be alcoholics. Probably not something he should be proud of. Eh? the shower he took afterwards. Long, hot, and with the occasional wonderful visitor of Remus's soapy hand curling around his cock and teasing his fucked-out hole. Left Sirius feeling like a brand new man. While Remus finished up in the shower, Sirius had to remove himself so Remus could wash his own hair. Sirius wrapped himself in a fluffy white robe and finally checked his phone. James and Lily must have been hungover too, since Sirius wasn't woken up by the incessant popping of his text messages like he was yesterday morning. Next to his phone, though, were two plain black rings that Sirius hadn't seen before. Remus's trousers were in a crumpled heap on the floor next to them, though, with his wallet and pack of cigarettes half escaping from the pockets, so the rings probably belonged to Remus, then. Something pulled at his memory, niggling but ephemeral but Sirius focused his efforts instead on the far more productive task of reading the handful of texts and email notifications that came through overnight. There were a couple of texts in the group chat with proofs of life. Sirius returned that one, 
an email from his mother being terrible, Sirius ignored that one, an itinerary for his flight back to London, Sirius also ignored that one because it hurt to think about, and an email from something called marital minutes with some attachments. It should have rightfully gone to spam, and Sirius knew better than to click on any links or download anything, but he never was very good at resisting reading the scam attempts. Curiosity killed the cat, and all. When he opened the email, he saw photos embedded in the body of the message. Photos of him and Remus in their clothes from last night. Holding hands. Wearing. Sirius zoomed in. Matching rings. In front of a robed man. What the? He scrolled down to the attachment, Black Lupin Certificate of Marriage.pdf. Sirius dropped his phone and stared at the rings again. Remus? He called over his shoulder, as more solidly shaped memories from last night pushed through his alcohol-soaked consciousness. So, your best friend is getting married. Y'all seem really close. You gonna be okay? Remus asked him, drawing shapes in the condensation left by their glasses on the bar top as they drank. Yes. No. Maybe. Sirius took a long drag off of the cigarette in his hand and chased it with a mouthful of whiskey. The bartender refilled his glass when he tapped the counter twice. Good man. James has been my whole world since we were eleven. My parents. Well, they're not so much parents as they are providers of genetic material and heaps of childhood trauma. That was putting it mildly. Sirius could count on one hand how many times his father hugged him and still have fingers left over. James's folks are great. The best people you'll ever meet in your life, full stop. James and his parents were the first people to make me feel like I was worthy of love simply for being me, not because of my potential. It was heavy conversation for 3 a.m. at a hotel bar, but such was Vegas. Remus didn't seem deterred or put off by it, though, so Sirius kept talking, letting the words flow out of him like the whiskey that filled his glass. He told Remus about how the Potters had adopted him as their own just not on paper, and how they supported him in every random endeavor he embarked on. My parents got married two months after they met, Remus shared over their God-knows-what numbered cigarette. Mama said she knew when she knew, and had only actually waited that long because she wanted him to meet her mom first for a vibe check. She said vibe check? Remus huffed. No, smartass. He leaned down and kissed Sirius anyway, though breathing a little smoke into his mouth and making Sirius's head spin with the intimacy of it all. My parents courted. Yes, courted, not dated. For the appropriate two years, were engaged for another one, and, oh, our second cousins. And you don't even look inbred. Sirius barked a laugh and gave Remus a playful shove into the brick wall of the building they were smoking outside of. They'd gone out for fresh air and, of course, had to pair it with the smoke. Thanks ever so much. He couldn't even pretend to be annoyed with him. It was a ridiculous story, and Remus hadn't gone running for the hills. Explains the name, though. Oi. They'd ended up snogging again outside, and then inside the lobby lab because the lift ride up was far too long to wait for Sirius to be pushed against the wall, and having his soul fucked out of him. His soul and his brain, apparently, because he'd started babbling about this, that, and the other and marriage. I really. Oh fuck. Aha. I really 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 like you. He'd said, practically bouncing on Remus's cock. The metal stall rattled ominously, and several people had come in complaining about them taking up the space, but they could get fucked. Sirius was. Will you say that in the, in the morning when you're hungover and sore? Remus managed to get out, panting into Sirius's neck in between sharp bites to his shoulder. Yeah, yes, fuck yes. Sirius lost a bit of the plot there, and definitely lost some sense of time, but when he could form words again, he repeated it. Yes, yes, wanna, Remus, we could. Yeah, yeah, hang, hang on. Remus made him table the conversation so they could both actually get off, not that it took long after that with how buzzed and perpetually turned on Sirius was around him. Only once Sirius was back on his feet, and his trousers mostly pulled back up did Remus start it up again. Postnet clarity. Still wanna? 
Sirius had never been more sure of anything in his life. Let's do it. Do you want to? Oh, you're not going to ask me properly? I'm not kneeling on this floor. It's disgusting and someone's gone and gotten spunk all over it. Remus kissed him again and cupped his face in his warm hands, and Sirius again saw the overwhelming want. More than just lust, more than physical attraction, somehow. In Remus's eyes. I'm all in, Sirius. Sirius remembered something about the rings, some sentimental bollocks about how Sirius's should be gold for Remus's eyes, and Remus's rings should be silver. But since Sirius should in no universe wear yellow gold, they'd settled on black tungsten. And then, the neon chapel. The actual details of his apparent wedding eluded him, but Sirius did sort of remember the shag afterwards. How they somehow made it to his room again, and they flip-fucked until they were too tired to actually thrust any more and got off with their hands wrapped around each other. Sirius looked at Remus, who was looking at his phone, eyes wide and flicking across the screen. So. We got married. So we did. Sirius cleared his throat and looked down at the rings on the nightstand, all shiny and gleaming. I. He shut his mouth with a click. He. What? He regretted it? He shouldn't have done it? He was angry? Upset? No. Sirius knew he should regret it. Sirius knew this was the most reckless thing he'd done in his entire life, and that included the time he decided to sneak out of his fourth-story room and scaled down on bedsheets, but ran out of bedsheet about two floors down and figured they had really nice grass in their garden so a fall from the second floor couldn't hurt that bad, it had, he'd broken his ankle and dislocated his shoulder. More reckless than that. He knew he should try to laugh this off with Remus, blame it on Vegas and drinking and being less drunk, too, and try to figure out a way out of this, but he actually wasn't freaking out. He was married. To a stripper. A male stripper. A male cowboy stripper who used to ride bulls for a living. His mother was going to die. Brilliant. Sirius breathed, reaching over to pluck the rings from the nightstand. You think? Remus's question didn't come off aggressive or incredulous. It was breathy and to Sirius, sounded like hope, fragile and fleeting, like maybe he was just as oddly here for this crazy situation they'd landed themselves in as Sirius was. Yeah. Saying. Because this feels right or because you make me feel like the potters do, only more. Seemed like it would be too much. It would be the truth, and Sirius would never deny that outright, but... If Remus didn't feel the same way, and how could he, this was insane, Sirius didn't want his answer to influence Remus's. I've mentioned my mother before, yes. Sirius turned the rings over in his hand and slipped the smaller one on, admiring it. Absolutely hellacious harpy of a woman. This news might actually kill her, and I'm not upset about that. I don't want to be an accessory to murder, Ramus murmured, but was already moving closer to Sirius. They felt inevitable, like two satellites, lost in space, kicked off of their orbit and into a new one where collision was imminent and repeating. Sirius just hoped they could weather each impact better than the hunks of metal. It would be manslaughter at the most. Sirius hummed a quiet noise of appreciation when Remus tucked his hands into his back pockets. It wasn't even really sexual, it just felt. Nice. That possessiveness from the cuddle that morning, back in new, charming ways. But if you want to find a divorce attorney, we can always. Look. Sirius steeled his nerve. This is absolutely insane. Please don't let my genetic predisposition towards madness sway you. Remus shrugged and planted a kiss on Sirius's forehead. It would break my mom's heart if I was a divorcee. So? So why rush into it? Remus chuckled. Okay, why rush into canceling something we rushed into? Right. It's not like we have significant others. Right? Remus shook his head. Just you. Just me. Sirius tried to stop his smile because really, how old was he? Getting flustered over words like that, honestly. So, I mean, what's the harm in staying married? The paperwork is bound to be a bitch, too. You're on vacation. You shouldn't worry about crap like that. Sirius kissed him, a gentle press and cling of their lips, 
practically chaste, and rolled the two metal rings in his palm. If we can still stand each other by the end of the week, let's swap these out, yes? Thought Black was your aesthetic, Remus teased. Sirius wrinkled his nose and gave a haughty toss of his hair, still wet, over his shoulder. The effect wasn't nearly as impactful as it was all blown out and sleek, but he'd make do. Black's my last name. Our last name? Remus John Black. Sounds a lot more cowboy than Lupin, I'll. I'm sorry, your middle name is John? Remus cocked a brow. Um, yeah. But that's, I thought. You thought my parents were as committed to the bug nuts naming theme as yours? Nope. Remus laughed and kissed him with a loud moi. Wait. His eyes narrowed suspiciously. Where did you think my stage name came from? Sirius blushed, pointedly looking away and trying to untangle himself from Remus's arms. Remus wasn't having it, though, and held fast, curling his fingers in Sirius's pockets and digging them into the fuxor meat of his arse. John like John Wayne in westerns, he mumbled quickly. Excuse me? Like John Wayne. Shit, could have called myself that. Wayne's my dad's middle name and everything. Of course it is. You get a bloody normal middle name like John and I'm stuck here with Rigel, Jesus Christ. Remus pulled Sirius close again and kissed the frown from his mouth. When Sirius was relaxed and pliant in his arms again, Remus grinned. So, Remus Black? Sirius Lupin? His heart gave a concerning stumble at Sirius Lupin. Sirius's last name wasn't particularly recognizable outside of their weird aristocratic circle, but when paired with his first, he usually got treated very differently. It was no small leap to think that a man named Sirius Black was related to an Orion Black or Arcturus Black. His father Orion was the present CEO of their family's aggressively successful financial advising business, Black Brokerage, and his grandfather Arcturus sat on the House of Lords and was not quiet about his opinions. Sirius learned to hate his name when he went away to school and met James. Being a boarding school for people like him, Sirius was among the children of his parents' peers, rivals, and contemporaries, and that reputation preceded him. People greeted James with big, open smiles. James's dad made hair products for all hair types. People greeted Sirius with guarded, stiff handshakes and suspicion. Orion Black was not known for playing nice. When the Potters informally adopted him, Sirius considered trying to emancipate and letting them actually adopt him, take their name. Sirius Potter had felt nice, like one of Euphemus' warm hugs or Monty's laughs. But no judge would even think about entertaining his plea for a declaration of emancipation, not with his high-profile family, and he wasn't about to join the armed forces or get married. Sirius started laughing, the reality of the stressful situation bubbling over into something nearing hysterics and only Remus's arms kept him upright. Oh fuck. Sirius laughed. We're married. Are you okay? Sirius wiped wetness from his eyes and nodded rapidly. Yes, yes, definitely. I just... I fucking hate my last name. I've been trying to get away from it for ages. Remus seemed to grasp the weight of Sirius's comment, to at least partially understand the gravity of it, and didn't make another quip about changing last names. What had they talked about last night in between the pieces Sirius remembered for him to be so accommodating? Remus hugged him, resting his cheek against the top of Sirius's head, and just held him. Let Sirius cling to him and have his mini-crisis, and if he noticed Sirius shaking, he didn't say anything. Sirius was happy about this. It was certifiably insane, what they did, but he was happy. Sirius's phone buzzed with a text from James reminding him to drink water and that he and Lily, Alice and Frank, Mary and Flo, and Peter were headed to their spa day. Sirius had refrained from booking a service because, while the place they were going had good reviews, who were those reviews from? Regular people? People who think a pedicure is the height of pampering? No, thank you. He only trusted his skin and body with known and vetted, top-of-the-industry professionals and Remus Lupin. That's James, Sirius said, catching Remus's poorly hidden curiosity. I've the day to myself. I was going to check out some of the malls, 
maybe buy myself something disgustingly unnecessary and expensive, but... I do have to go home today. Ramus looked apologetic, but he linked his fingers with Sirius's. You could join me if you want. It's not high-end shopping, and I'll be doing some work at the house, but... I'd love to. Any excuse to spend more time with Remus, Sirius knew he'd take. Home ended up being a two-hour drive north to Caliente in Remus's Ford truck. Sirius watched, captivated, as the reddish-brown desert of Las Vegas grew into green, lush pastures filled with fat cows and horses and goats, and watched the mountains that loomed in the distance become nearer and nearer. They spent most of the drive just talking, trading stories and facts and some less-than-great truths. Sirius gave him a shortened version of the Evan bullshit after Remus asked about past relationships, in an effort to get to know each other better. Remus told him a little about his family, and Sirius learned that Remus's mum was in fact from Mexico, but her family moved to Texas when she was just a baby. Their town was mostly Latine, the term Remus used, so learning Spanish was practically mandatory. Remus didn't mention his father much other than to say he was white and stuck out like a sore thumb, but Sirius didn't like talking about his either, so he didn't push. If he wasn't in the picture, then he didn't matter. Why would Sirius want to know about someone who didn't care enough about Remus to stick around in his life? Remus turned on the radio and proved himself to be a terrible singer. Still, Sirius had to admit that though tuneless, his husky voice lent a charming quality to the songs, and it wasn't as grating as it should have been. Ramus heckled him into singing along, but Sirius didn't know any of the songs. I'll sing something for you later, Sirius promised, grinning at the delighted expression on Ramus's face. A gate with Blue Moon Cattle Company and a running wolf and metal above it blocked the gravel entrance Ramus pulled into. Ramus put the truck in park, hopped out, unlocked the gate got back in the truck, drove through, parked again, got out to shut and lock the gate behind them, and returned to the truck. That was. Involved. Remus laughed and leaned over the center console for a kiss. There's three more. You can get the rest, darling. Sirius thought he was joking but was soon proven wrong when they approached the next one, and the next, and the next. Why are there so many bloody gates? Sirius asked panting slightly after the third gate. Gotta keep the cows from snacking on pasture they're not supposed to snack on, mostly. Remus turned them down another gravel path and dozens of cows filled the field, some laying down, some eating. It hadn't occurred to Sirius that Remus would have. Cows. He knew about the dog, of course, but cowba wasn't like an actual job. Was it? Oh, right. That makes sense. It didn't really but Sirius didn't want to give away how completely out of his element he was. As they neared a large wood and brick house, four dogs came from out of nowhere, yipping and barking, running alongside the truck. One of them jumped into the open bed and started licking the back window. That's Maria, Ramus informed him, chuckling. Maria, what bits of her Sirius could see through the tint and the dust they were kicking up, was a pretty little thing, and clearly excited to see Remus. Remus parked the truck behind a white trailer and an SUV and smiled. Well, come on. Let me show you around. You live here? Sure do, gorgeous. Remus unbuckled Sirius's seatbelt for him, which was far too sexy for being such a mundane task, so Sirius kissed him. This is my ranch. Oh. Remus owned a ranch? With cows and dogs and horses? The tiniest, smallest part of him that wondered if Remus knew he was filthy rich and was just along for the joyride shut right up at that knowledge. Remus didn't need Sirius's money, probably. He had his own. The dogs greeted them with vigor as soon as they were out of the truck. Matea jumped into Remus's arms and covered his face in wet licks, her tail a blur as it wagged. She was a black, white, and tan dog with the bluest eyes Sirius had ever seen on an animal, and while the other dogs were similar in build, most of them had speckled red coats. Only when Remus had pet all of them and they'd all gotten a good sniff of Sirius, and his bum, did they go back to wherever they came from. Well, all but Matea, who needed a little cluck from Remus to scamper back off. 
She's gorgeous. What is she? Remus beamed. Call in Texas healers, which really just means we smashed an Australian cattle dog and an Australian shepherd together to get a kick-ass cow dog. But yeah, she's my best friend. Raised her from a pup. I bring her into the city with me because she's not nearly as big of a blanket hog as half the people I've slept with, and she's a good deterrent when a client just can't take no for an answer and tries to follow me home. That happened a lot? Sirius asked quietly, following Remus up to the house. Nothing I can't handle. Bouncers take care of most of it, but there are a lot of guys who think they're owed something because they put five bucks on stage, like I'm a product. Sirius scowled, righteous anger rising. Owed something? They get to watch you dance. That's the product they've paid for. Remus paused at the door and gave Sirius a shy sort of smile. Glad you think so. Thanks for saying it. They shared a few moments of easy, comfortable silence before Remus turned back to the door. My mama's home. I don't have to introduce you as... Well, how do you want to be introduced? I'm meeting your mom. Aye. Shit. Should have warned you first. Hell. Welp. Remus rubbed the back of his neck. She's not like... A mom-mom. She's very nice. Loves everyone. Promise. She's not going to be cross that I've stolen her favorite son? I never said I was her favorite. Remus grinned. You're an only child. You're the favorite. Sirius was not his mother's favorite. That burden fell to Regulus, poor fucker. She won't be cross. Remus insisted, making a horrible attempt at copying Sirius's accent. But, introduce me as your boyfriend. Sirius decided, saving Remus from himself. No matter how cool Remus's mum was, there's no way she would be happy with what they'd done. Remus took his hand and brought Sirius's knuckles to his lips. You wanna be my boyfriend? The shyness in his voice made Sirius's heart flip, and Sirius bit his lower lip to keep from bursting out in ridiculous heady giggles. Apparently I want to be your husband, but yes, Remus, I want to be your boyfriend. I'm not going to kiss you because I don't want to fuck on my porch. Today. But. Let me go get her. When Remus disappeared into the house, Sirius fumbled for his phone. So I'm meeting his mom. Hell yeah you are. I mean oh shit you are. Yeah. Fuck. Mums hate me. Nah. Your mum hates you. Good mums love you. But you're falling fast, hey. Yeah. Fuck, James. I really like him. Good. I'm updating your RSVP to plus one then. K gotta go sit in mud by love you don't forget to check for ticks or snakes in boots or whatever. Sirius tapped his phone against his mouth a few times, fidgeting nervously, but tried to shake it off. Remus said his mum was nice. James said good mums love him. Euphemia liked him. Loved him. There was no way Remus's mum would be Euphemia Potter, but maybe, just maybe, she'd be close. He distracted himself by looking around. The dogs apparently deemed him to be a non-issue but a couple of cats peeked around the corners and sniffed in his direction before jolting away like the air around him was electrified. Rough rope hung on the wall next to a pair of gloves and a wooden bench, and several large plastic containers with screw-on lids were lined up against the wall. Remus opened the door and reached for Sirius's hand. Sirius followed him through into a high-ceiling entryway with two pairs of muddy boots on the floor and coats on hooks. Remus brought him further into the house which was spacious but lacked the hollow formality of Sirius's own family home. Everything looked new and clean, and an old sheepdog greeted him from a plush dog bed with a wolf. That's Ruby, Remus said offhandedly. They reached the kitchen and a woman with Remus's curly hair, only in dark brown, greeted him with a smile. Remus's smile. Looking between the two, the family resemblance was strong, even if Remus did tower over her and had sharper more angular features. Their eyes, Sirius realized as he drew nearer, were honey gold, too, 
and suddenly he wasn't nervous at all. This woman raised Remus, had made him into the man he is, and Sirius felt a sense of calm. Ridiculous, because he barely knew Remus, but he knew him well enough to know that he wouldn't be mad staying married. Mama, this is Sirius, Minobio. Sirius, my mom, Hope. Sirius. That's a beautiful name, she said, all warm effusiveness. Her voice was deeper than Sirius expected, a soothing, silvery sound. All of Remus's friends are welcome here. Sirius shook her hand, finding it a little rough, like she was used to hard work, but not as coarse as Remus's. It's an honor to meet you, Mrs. Lupin. Thank you for having me. Remus. Miho, you did not tell me he's from England. Hope said accusingly, giving Remus a thump on his chest. You've come a long way. Are you hungry? Thirsty? I'll make something. It's quite all right, Re. Remus's hand on his shoulder stopped him. There's no use arguing, Remus laughed. Hope you're hungry. She'll feed you until you're exactly one bite away from bursting. It's a superpower. He dropped a kiss to Sirius's temple. Come on, there's more to see. You don't have work to do? Oh, I've got a shit ton of work to do. But nothing that can't wait until I show off what I've worked hard for. Remus grinned, and Sirius mirrored it, both of them thinking about everything else Remus worked hard for that he'd already shown off to Sirius. They went on a tour of the house, and Remus practically glowed with pride as they went room by room. It's her dream house, Remus said when they went up the gleaming wooden staircase. She'd cut out pictures of houses for what feels like years, and as soon as I could give it to her, I did. That's really sweet. He'd heard a little about this at dinner the other night, but hadn't understood the full depth of it, of Remus's love for his mother. Sirius trailed his fingers along the banister, feeling humbled in a way. Sure, he was a revolting level of rich, but it wasn't by his own design, or even his parents or grandparents. Theirs was generational wealth from hundreds of years back, and everything in his family home was luxurious, sure, but stale. Cold. The portraits on the wall were stiff and formal, not the bright smiling joyous photos that surrounded them here. I'd show you my room, but... But we'd never leave. Sirius finished sagely. Yep, and we've got cows to move. We? Sirius didn't know the first things about cows, let alone moving them. Did you put them in a van? Did you move them with... A machine? Like a claw machine? Or a crane? Did you ask them to politely please would you scoot over there, madam? You're welcome to just watch, or... Remus's confidence stumbled and Sirius watched him shut a part of himself off in his insecurity. Or you can stay here, make yourself comfortable, or... I can call you an Uber. Remus. Sirius grabbed his hands and shook his head. I'm not taking an Uber. I just got here. I just don't know if I'll be any help. The tension left Remus's shoulders in a rush of breath. Okay. Sorry. Thought I'd come on too strong. This isn't normal. My life. Or easy. You mean not everyone is a cattle rancher by day and an exotic dancer by night? Remus rolled his eyes and reached down to smack Sirius's arse, right where the bastard knew he was still sore from their marathon shags. I'm trying to be serious here. Sirius choked down his knee-jerk joke. This is my life. I work early mornings and late nights. I usually stink to high heaven and I'm always thinking of ways to make the ranch better, of new dances, of loads of shit that doesn't matter. He sighed and shrugged, feigned and forced casualness. So that's me. If that was supposed to scare me off, I'm not going anywhere. Most people in Sirius's life thought he was an aimless arsehole just coasting on his parents' money, someone who never had to work hard a day in his life. They weren't wrong, exactly, but not from lack of trying. Sirius had an MBA in preparation for him to take over black brokerage, and an accounting degree. Those accolades had been dragged out of him at knife point, but he had the knowledge. He wasn't stupid. He just wasn't passionate about any of the things he'd tried. He even tried working for Sleek Easy for a bit. But while Sirius adored Monty, 
it wasn't enough to keep his attention on the business. James was the only person in Sirius's life who actually knew what he was capable of. Regardless of whether or not Remus believed him, it earned him a smile and another honey-sweet kiss. Kay, and you don't have to worry about not knowing what to do. The dogs do most of the work. Just gotta point him in the right direction. Remus took them out of the house and over to a stable where several horses greeted them with wickers. Sirius perked up when Remus led two of them out, a dark gray with a bald face and a blue roan. The roan bumped Remus greedily with her nose until he stuffed a treat in her mouth and leaned her entire weight onto Remus. This is as Remus introduced. Up close, Sirius wondered if she was the inspiration for the tattoo on his arm. You can ride with me, or... I can ride, cowboy. Sirius interrupted with a toss of his hair, far more successful now that it was dry. He could do a lot more than ride. Eventing was a hell of a sport. But he didn't know this horse or the terrain, so boasting of more might get him into a very unfun tight spot. Remus didn't look convinced, and even insisted on saddling the gray for him, murmuring tips as he did so. The western saddle was definitely different from what Sirius was used to, but the fundamentals were the same. Sirius took extreme pleasure in the shocked look on Remus's face when he swung up gracefully into the saddle without the offered boost. From his seat, Sirius smirked. I contain multitudes, Remus. I can see that, Remus said, so fondly it made Sirius blush. Wait, what's his name? Eric, Remus answered lightly as he mounted as. I'm sorry, his name is Eric? Who the fuck names a horse Eric? Look, I was eight and I'd just seen the Little Mermaid and... Aha. Uh -huh. Sirius teased, taking the piss. Oh hush up, you. Remus laughed. And I thought he looked a little like Prince Eric. You know, dark hair, blue eyes. You've a thing for dark-haired men with blue eyes, do you? Remus smiled and leaned forward to press his face against Az's mane. Yeah, but Grey's kind of growing on me, though. There it was again, that crackle, that glimmer of more hiding under the flirtatious words, the surge of something like magic that made Sirius's pulse tick up and his body flood with warmth and butterflies. Come on, pretty boy. Let's see what you can do. Remus kicked off at a quick pace out of the stable and waited for Sirius before guiding as to a slow, ambling canter. At every turn... He seemed impressed that Sirius was keeping up and not flailing about like a ninny. Within a minute or so, Madea and one of the other dogs came peeling after them, barking and yipping like they had when they first pulled up in the truck. Sirius was only moderately embarrassed to admit that he'd never seen a cow up close before. He wasn't scared, but they were awfully big, and he didn't know shit about cattle. Did they bite? They probably kicked. He really didn't want to be kicked. We're a hybrid ranch, Remus told him as they walked through the gate. Beef and dairy. Just makes more sense for a small operation like us. This is small? There had to be at least fifty of the beasts milling about, and at least another half that in babies. Calves. Practically tiny. Itty bitty. But we're not looking to get rich or nothing. Just doing what we've always done and want to keep our head above water. These ladies here are Jersey cows. They make the best milk for butter. Just wait until you try some back at the house. They're babies this year. Well, we're trying out mixing Angus in to help bulk him up for market. Kinda silly putting in the same amount of work to raise a calf that weighs half the amount as the others, you know? Sirius didn't know, but he nodded anyway, captivated by Remus's enthusiasm and passion. True to Remus's word, the dogs did the lion's share of the work. After opening the second gate for Remus, Sirius sat back on Eric and watched as Remus gave a series of whistles to the dogs, Matea and Brisa, who rounded up the scattered cattle and herded them towards and through the open gate. One of the cows balked and tried to bolt, but Remus blocked her escape with ass, the horse and Remus staring the cow down, meeting her step for sidestep, until Matea circled back around to push her through. Sirius had never been hard on horseback before but well, first time for everything. Come on, Remus beckoned, clucking at Sirius like he had at the dogs and laughing when Sirius barked. They rode through to the new pasture, 
and Remus wiped his sweaty brow with his shirt, revealing far too much skin to be healthy for Sirius's brain and blood supply. Wanna race? Sirius looked down at Eric, who had to be at least twenty, and over at As who looked a lot younger, and squinted. What do you get if you win? Um, you have to ride back shirtless. And if I win? I'll ride back shirtless. I burn like kindling, Remus. Remus smirked and wheeled us around. Then you best not lose. We'll go to that far post and back. Ground's flat, no holes. Ready, go. Sirius gave chase, urging Eric into a canter and then a full sprint and physically felt when he hit that highest gear, so to speak. It felt like flying, something Sirius couldn't replicate with anything else. That sense of cohesion and teamwork with a powerful animal born to run, who lived for these moments of dancing with the wind. Eric handled the turn beautifully, if a little terrifyingly fast, but despite their best efforts, Remus and As beat them to the starting point. No contest. Sirius complained, but couldn't keep the smile off his face. Remus grinned, shrugged, and nudged As closer until he could reach over and grab the hem of Sirius's shirt. He pulled it over Sirius's head and kissed him the moment his mouth cleared. You really can ride. That's hot as fuck. You have no idea. Yes, well. Sirius feigned icy pride, but thawed when Remus took off his shirt, too. Without going into the longest story ever, my cousins and I were all expected to ride, and ride well. My brother Regulus and cousin Narcissa picked dressage because they're fussy little shits, but Narcissa's an Olympian so I guess it worked out for her. No grand designs for you, then? None of my own, Sirius said. I like riding, and I love horses. But making a job of it sort of takes the joy out of it, at least the way my family works. Whatever you do, it's got to be your entire world, and you have to be the best. He shrugged, trying not to think about how Narcissa cried into his shoulder for an hour at the last Olympics because she'd gotten bronze, not gold and her parents came down hard on her for failing them. They're intense, huh? Sirius snorted. You have no idea. Remus kept their horses close as they walked back, and Sirius was glad for the nearness. My dad was pretty intense. Was? Sirius cringed. Shit. Sorry. You don't have to answer that. I'm an idiot. Nah, it's fine. He died a couple of years ago. Just. Dropped. Stress, the doctor said. Overwork. Shit. Yep. Mama is still. Well. They were married for 30 years. That love doesn't really go away when your heart stops. But she's got me, and this place keeps her plenty busy. She keeps me from working too hard, which I think is half the reason she supports my dancing. And told me to go to dinner with y'all yesterday. Sirius smiled down at Eric's dark mane, curling his fingers through it. You're lucky to have her, he said quietly. Yeah. Remus bumped Sirius's leg with his thigh. Come on, let me show you the rest of the ranch. Remus gave him the grand tour, keeping up a stream of conversation filled with facts and commentary on the state of the agriculture industry in Nevada and the states at large. He explained that while what he's doing isn't the most profitable method, He's happy with how their animals are treated both in life and death. The business side of things, Sirius followed along pretty well, but most of the lingo went over his head. Still, he really would listen to Remus talk about anything in that honeyed, simmering drawl of his. Remus showed him each of the barns, occasionally hopping down to fix or fill something. He greeted each animal by name and made sure to give them all a head pat or neck scratch before getting back on as. Sirius watched him with open admiration, completely taken in by how much he clearly loved the life he lived. What? Remus asked after he gave a bossy barn cat a treat from his pocket. New. You're. Something else, Remus. Not at all what I expected, I guess. What did you expect? Sirius should have seen that coming. Well, he had but chose to say it anyway. His filter seemed to malfunction around Ramus, which was just fucking brilliant. Don't know. Like, all cocky sex god who lived in the city and was just putting it on me so you could put it in me. But, 
I've fallen asleep and woken up next to you twice now and those are the moments where you really see who someone is, see their soft spots and insecurities. He pulled his hair over one shoulder, guiding Eric with his knees, though the gelding appeared to know the way back on his own. You're really genuine. Dead clever and yes, a sex god. Sirius conceded to Remus's sharp laugh. But you actually seem like you like me. Still, that doesn't happen a lot. Remus's brow furrowed. What doesn't happen a lot? Sirius stared down at the pommel and traced the stitching on the leather with his fingertips. People usually meet me, sleep with me, and move on. They don't stick around to get to know me. Or if they do, it's to get in with my family. Well, they're fucking idiots, Remus declared. Ain't no one else I'd rather get accidentally on purpose married to. I can tell you that and I've only known you for a minute. Call me crazy. And Lord knows I am. But I ain't mad about it. Serious. It's probably real fucking dumb, but... So's a lot of other stuff, and that doesn't mean it's bad. I'm going to need you to say that and use your cute crooked smile when I tell my friends what we've done. Sirius didn't even want to think about what Lily would do. James was the love of her life, of course, but she knew he was a package deal with Sirius, too. She'd set up camp in his life and could be his fiercest defender, even if they sometimes butted heads. Sirius gave himself a shake and rubbed his arms at the sudden chill that ripped through him. Not going to think about that right now, though. They reached the stable and quickly unsaddled and took care of the horses. Once they were back in the stalls, Remus gently walked Sirius backwards until he bumped into the wall. Remus kissed him, effectively turning Sirius's knees to water and his brain to goo, and it felt like only Remus's hands on his arse were holding him upright by the end. Been holding that in all afternoon, Remus whispered into Sirius's mouth as he came back for another. Sirius smiled against his lips and threaded his fingers through Remus's hair. They got tangled a little, but Remus just gave a breathy moan instead of whinging, and Sirius tucked that away for later. Ever been blown in a stable before? Remus asked, nipping Sirius's earlobe. Not very well, I haven't. Equestrian boys were a rarity as it was let alone gay ones, and Sirius's pickings were slim as a teenager. Gotta fix that. Remus split open his flies with deft fingers and Sirius groaned when his rough hand closed around his semi. Practically hard already, Remus teased. He stroked him to full hardness before crouching down so he was eye-level with Sirius's dick and wasted no time in taking Sirius in his mouth. Sirius's past experiences with Remus's blowjobs were full speed ahead, where Remus would just automatically deep-throat him and leave Sirius so stunned and physically overwhelmed that he had no choice but to come fast. But now, even though they were practically in public and Remus's mum could walk by at any time, or one of the ranch and Sirius was pretty sure they had, Remus decided to take his time, the beautiful, wonderful bastard. Remus let the head of Sirius's cock lay heavy on his tongue for a few moments while he stroked him with one hand and cupped his balls with the other. When his lips closed around his cock, Sirius whimpered. Fucking whimpered, like a virgin. Remus slowly took more and more in, but he'd go down an inch or two and bob up nearly as much, hellbent on torturing Sirius into madness. Sure, they'd gotten off together that morning— but Sirius's body was already addicted to Remus's after such a short amount of time. He'd been half-hard all day, watching Remus be so fucking competent. It was brutal. Remus caught Sirius's hands before they could cup his head and push them back, making it very clear that Sirius was not in charge of this one. He swirled his tongue around his length, making the most obscene, filthy noises that seemed to echo in the stable. I told you I like hearing you. Remus said after pulling off. He met Sirius's eyes and held his gaze, a challenge, while he gave frustrating little kitten licks to his dick, lapping up precum like it was the best thing in the world. You can make all the noises you want to make, or I can stop and we can do this somewhere else. Your choice. Sirius huffed and tried not to pout. It wasn't like it was something hard or impossible to do. He just was still working through some stuff. But Remus's eyes were kind beneath the firmness, and his offer was generous. It wasn't a stop to the blowjob, just a stop to the blowjob here. 
But Remus looks so good crouched down like that his. Fuck, when did he unbutton his jeans? His gorgeous dick curved out from his open flies, and Sirius's mouth watered. Fuck it. Not going anywhere. Good boy. Remus purred, which sent a jolt of fucking lightning down Sirius's spine. Oh you like that, do you? He winked and this time took Sirius straight down his throat, and Sirius moaned lewdly at the feeling of that impossibly tight, wet heat. Remus swallowed around him, squeezing his dick rhythmically, pulled off, and did it again, and again, until the stable was filled with the combined score of Sirius's slaggy moans and pleas and Remus's messy blowjob. Then Remus, ha, huh, was about all Sirius could manage to get out, his body shaking with the need to come. When Remus didn't release him, Sirius couldn't hold back any longer, coming down his perfect throat with a deep groan. Remus pulled off near the end and took a thick rope of cum across his smirking mouth. Shit, so. Sorry. Sirius panted. Remus stood and made sure Sirius was watching as he licked his lips free of cum and used his cast-off shirt to wipe up the rest. Sirius surged forward to kiss him, tasting himself on his tongue. Remus's cock dug into his hip and Sirius needed it, needed it like he needed air, suddenly. Fuck me, Sirius offered, digging a condom out of his back pocket. Remus's brows raised in surprise, but he took the condom anyway. Like a boy scout, he rasped, which didn't make much sense to Sirius, but he'd take the apparent compliment. Got lube? No, but the condom's lubricated. It's fine. Serious. Sirius pulled down his jeans and pants and spun, bracing himself on the wall and popping his arse out for Remus. If you're sure. Sirius heard him rip the wrapper and heard the soft, gratified sigh as he rolled it down. Remus's hands, warm and big and callous rough, cupped his arse and kneaded it, sending waves of pleasure in their wake. Ever been fucked in a stable before? Sirius laughed shortly and shook his head. Can't say I have, cowboy. I'd love to have you ride me. Remus murmured low and sultry into his ear as he spread Sirius's cheeks, the lightly lubed head of his cock sliding along his crease. Come full circle, you know. It shouldn't have been hot, referencing the first song Sirius saw him dance to, but sex with Remus didn't follow the normal rules. Remus spread him a little wider and pushed in nice and horribly slow, groaning into Sirius's shoulder. Maybe taking more dick up his arse after a half dozen shags earlier that weekend and after riding a horse all day wasn't the wisest choice Sirius ever made. But hey, he'd gotten married in Vegas so that was the bar, and he'd be a goddamn liar if he said he didn't like the burn. It was like being a stupid teenager again and learning how to fuck, which, honestly, was how Sirius felt with Remus, period. Like everything was new and exciting and thrilling when just a brush of their knees under the table could make him hard, and how he couldn't imagine spending even one fucking second away from him. Fuck, your arse is so hot, Remus hissed, finally into the base with one quick jerk of his hips. You okay? Brilliant. Sirius wheezed, his heart pounding and his thighs shaking as the discomfort of overstimulation sparked along his nerves, at war with his enterprising dick which wasn't even close to hard again, but it's the thought that counts. Gonna be a quick one. Remus's warning was very necessary, otherwise Sirius wouldn't have had time to adjust his stance before Remus fucked him like he was the only thing he needed to keep his heart beating. It hurt, it was too rough, too soon, after too much use, but Sirius lived for that jagged line, that perfect mixture of pain and pleasure, and he let Remus hear it with every moan and swear and fuck harder. Sirius was certain he'd have a bruise or six where his body hit the wall, and where Remus's hands held him firm. Remus bit down on his shoulder, and Sirius saw stars behind his eyelids. Remus fucked into him a dozen more times before he cursed vividly in Spanish, saying things like me bido and nieta, the latter of which Sirius knew was a swear word. Remus kept him pinned to the wall for a few more seconds, during which Sirius's dick did get hard again. Remus noticed, laughed huskily against his shoulder blade, and brought Sirius off again with a few half-thrusts of his softening dick in his hand. Sirius's body was well and done after Remus pulled out, 
and Sirius was grateful for the wall. His best friend today, really, what a pal. For keeping him from collapsing. The front of his jeans were dotted with cum, and he had some scrapes on his shoulders and palms from where the rough wood of the wall bit into him, and he never felt better. Exhausted, sure, but the kind that normally came when you did something truly worthwhile. If you think you can make it back to the house, my mom's probably made you an entire feast for supper. Yay, that sounds. Wait, what time is it? Remus glanced at his phone screen. Nearing six. Why? Oh, right. Right. Sirius was here with people. He hadn't come to Vegas on his own, he'd come with his friends. And sure, they had definitely been fine all day, but Sirius felt guilty enough for his past few days of preoccupation. He was here to celebrate James and Lily, not get married and get fucked into next year. James would probably say otherwise, but what does he know? Got tickets for a show. Opium. At ten. Supposed to be good. Oh, yeah, it's great. Remus pushed his hair out of his face and did his jeans back up. Well. He put a bracing smile on his face. She'll want to send you back with stuff, so let's get some water and I'll drive you back. Remus, you don't have to. That's a long round trip. I can call an Uber. Nonsense. Remus kissed him briskly and took his hand to guide Sirius back to the house. Uber doesn't really do this area, and I dragged your god-gifted ass all the way out here to the sticks. I'll bring you back to civilization. Sides, I owe Marlene big for watching my day out extra long the other day, and I won't have time for it when I'm back in town on Friday before work. Sirius didn't know how much of that was actually true, but he wasn't going to complain about a few extra hours with Remus. When they got back to the house... Remus's mum had in fact brought enough dishes out to feed an army. It reminded Sirius so fiercely of Euphemia. He had to blink back tears. You really can't stay for dinner, Sirius? No, Mrs. Lupin, I'm sorry. This, this is delicious though. Oh my god gosh. Don't take God's name in vain around the Catholic mum. He'd been suckered, it was not a hard sell, into eating a fried dumpling type thing filled with juicy chicken and peppers and then a couple more, and even had been convinced to drink iced tea with so much sugar in it, Sirius nearly spat it out. But once the first swallow went down, it really was very refreshing, but he wasn't going to tell a soul that he'd tried it, let alone liked it. He had his dignity as an Englishman to think of, after all. Hope packed an entire satchel full of food for Sirius to take back to his friends. Tell them they are very lucky to have a friend like you. Hope enthused, all excited happiness. And Sirius, you are welcome here anytime. Remus hasn't brought anyone home before, this is more exciting for me than you can know. She hugged him tight and kissed his cheek. She and Remus held a quick exchange in Spanish, and then they were off to the truck and on the road. Sirius wished the drive back hadn't seemed like a blink, but the road disappeared under their tires like a raging river, and before Sirius knew it, the neon lights of Las Vegas glowed on the horizon. Remus pulled up to the Bellagio drop-off and put the truck in park, unusually quiet and subdued. All right, Remus? Sirius asked, feeling very not all right himself. He'd spent the past sixty or so hours with Remus, and this goodbye felt permanent. Aye, Remus sighed. I can't get away again until Friday, and I have to go back tonight after I'm done with Marlene. Even if I could afford to pay my fill-ins for the rest of the week, they're just not available. I'm not going to ask you to ditch your friends even more, because that's not fair. I'm just... sad. You can't stay the night? Sirius felt badly for asking, but he'd feel even worse if he didn't. Remus shook his head. No, there's two cows who haven't dropped their calves yet, and... It's their first ones, and I've got to be there, just in case. I have your phone number, and you have mine. We can text or talk, whichever. God, why did this feel like a breakup? They were married. Remus met Sirius in the middle for a kiss that tasted like goodbye. I'll text you when I get home so you know I made it all right, and then... Text me before you go to bed? I'll do the same. Definitely, yeah. 
A taxi honked angrily at them for blocking the way, and Sirius sighed. All right. I've got to shower and change clothes. Someone came all over my jeans, can you believe? Um. Thanks, Remus, for the ride. And today. I had a really nice time. One last kiss, another series of honks, and Sirius watched Remus drive away. Sirius barely remembered the show, though by all accounts it should have kept and held his attention. He was heckled a little by the host, but Sirius just didn't feel on. This was bad, if he couldn't even have fun at a raunchy show. James joined him outside afterwards, standing downwind of Sirius's smoke trail. No Remus tonight, he asked gingerly. No. He. He owns a ranch, actually. He's busy there, has to take care of things. Oh. That fucking sucks, mate. James looked up at the sky, at the stars obscured by all the light pollution. Sirius wondered what they looked like out in Rainbow Canyon, wondered if Remus was still with Marlene or if he was looking at better stars, right now. Meeting the mum went all right. Oh yeah. Jamie, she reminds me so much of your mum, it's wild. Okay so you have to marry him. James laughed. Can't marry me because Lil's got to me first, sorry love, but if you have yourself another Effie Potter. Jump on that cowboy, boy, and ride off into the sunset. Hi-ho, silver eyes, away. James had no idea just how right he was, or how much Sirius wanted to do that very thing. The only things waiting for him in London were a cold, empty flat and the title of Walburga's greatest disappointment, both he could live without. But he couldn't just upend his life for something like this. No, he'd go back with them on Friday and FaceTime Remus or slide into his DMs or something. Whatever other long-distance married couples in vastly different time zones did. He's coming to the wedding, right? I. No. Serious. James thumped him. Why not? He's perfect. I barely know him. Piss right off with that. James thumped him again, and that was really starting to hurt, thanks all the same. Invite him. Pay for his flight. He can stay with you, and you can have hot gay sex on my wedding night. While Lily pegs you. If I'm lucky. James winked at him. Invite him. Sirius sighed and flicked ash off of the end of his cigarette. I'll think about it. Sirius knew he'd come to the same conclusion, yes, over and over again, no matter how long he mulled it over. He didn't text him that night though, not about that. After a fruitless hour of tossing and turning and longing for sleep, Sirius unlocked his phone. Hey. In bed. Can't sleep. Any tips? You tried jacking off? Duh. Of course. I don't know. The bed feels too big. Yeah, it's weird to have all of my covers instead of the tiny corner of one. Offended face emoji. Are you accusing me of blanket theft? You bet you're sweet as I am. Rude, but accurate. But for real, I can't sleep either. And I'm fucking tired as shit. Can I call you? Of course. Remus picked up the phone after just one ring, and his soft greeting made Sirius's heart ache. Now that I've got you, I don't know what to say. Well, how about you tell me about the show? It was a show. Sirius grimaced. Couldn't really pay much attention. It's stupid. I miss you. Remus sighed through the phone. I miss you too. Hey, thanks for meeting my mom. I know I accidentally sprung that on you. It was nothing. Sirius pulled on his bottom lip. Well, not nothing. But she was really lovely. Did. Was she telling the... Have you really not brought anyone else home to meet her? Not romantically, no. Remus answered softly. No one else seemed worth it. You're worth it. Because he was alone, Sirius didn't even try to stop the giant smile overtaking his face. Thanks. Um, I don't really know what else. Remus laughed. Want a bedtime story? 
Oh hell yes. Please. Sirius stretched out on the bed and popped his headphones in just as Remus turned the video on. Remus was laid out in a larger bed with a handsome slatted wood headboard behind him that Sirius wasn't at all thinking could be used for restraints. He was shirtless, which was distracting, and his hair was wet from a recent shower. God, you're beautiful, said the actual angel sent to Earth. Remus snorted. Comfy? Aha, uh -huh, yes, very. Sirius resisted the urge to show Remus just how comfortable he was, because he did actually want a story and not a co-wank, and showing him his naked body under the duvet would be incredibly counterproductive to that. Maybe after. Remus cleared his throat dramatically. This one is called El Principeoso, the Bear Prince. Now, fair warning, I don't know the whole thing in English, but just go along. And if you fall asleep, that's the point, don't hold out on me. Call me in the morning? Yeah, bright and early. Sirius smiled and nestled into his pillows further, and let Remus's soothing voice lull him to sleep.